Welcome to Live Well Talk on The Mailbag. The Mailbag is a segment of our podcast where I periodically answer questions from our amazing listeners that really are thought-provoking and at times challenging. Uh, this is our standalone section uh, where we'll uh, talk about something other than COVID-19, which it seems like that's all we talk about anymore. Uh, but there are more uh, issues in medicine than COVID-19, and we're going to cover some of those today. Today, I'll answer questions regarding uh, labor and delivery, uh, childbirth, sleep apnea, and first aid kits, and urinary tract infections. Uh, the first question is from Amanda, and it is regarding labor and delivery. Why is it that no doctor will induce prior to 39 weeks? Even if uh, funneling of the cervix at eight millimeters, uh, numerous calcifications in the placenta, preterm labor twice, and constant ha constantly having contractions. Couldn't keeping the baby cause more harm than letting it out? I, I like that phrase, letting it out. Uh, <laughs> because the fastest land animal on the planet is a toddler who has just been asked, what's that in your mouth? So letting it out kind of strikes me as funny. Uh, but uh, no, it's actually harmful to go before 39 weeks. Uh, prior to 39 weeks, there's an increased risk of problems with uh, feeding and breathing. The lungs may not fully be developed. Uh, the risk for severe jaundice is higher, which we, we do a pretty good job of treating that, of course. Uh, and I believe there's even an increased risk of uh, cerebral palsy. So the longer the baby stays past 39 weeks, greater degree of assurance that that baby's not going to be in the neonatal intensive care unit and also have uh, properly functioning lungs. The next question is from Lisa. What is sleep apnea and why is it important to address? Sleep apnea. So when we sleep, we relax our muscles. And part of that is we do that so we it's a, it's a developmental thing. Uh, so if we're dreaming about running, we're not actually running or, or hitting our, 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 our spouse that we're sleeping with. So our muscles relax. Well, part of those muscles that relax are the muscles around in the neck. And as they relax, they cut off the airway, particularly someone like me that has a big neck. And when that airway cuts off, the blood oxygen drops to a point where the patient wakes up and uh, has a snorous respiration and, and starts breathing again. So they have periods where they're not sleeping. They're not breathing while they sleep. And what happens with that over long term is it causes blood pressure to be elevated. That low oxygen uh, puts stress on the heart. Uh, in the brain, and you potentially can have strokes uh, and uh, heart attacks related to untreated long-standing sleep apnea. I remember one time uh, cardioverting a patient, big guy, uh, he was a fireman, uh, and I shocked his heart out of atrial fibrillation, that's an arrhythmia, went back in a normal rhythm, and he'd been, to, I'd been just shocking his heart all the time, over and over again. He'd always go back in AFib, and then he'd always go back in it. And as I'm doing that, we made him, gave him sleeping medicines, uh, some sedation, and he started to have apneic spells from his sleep apnea, undiagnosed, and he went back in AFib, and I figured out, oh, that's why this guy has sleep apnea, and that's why he won't stay in a normal sinus rhythm. That was probably well over 20 years ago before that relationship was firmly established. We got him treated for sleep apnea. He stayed in a normal sinus rhythm. So it does have an effect on your heart, and that's probably uh, the most significant. And it also uh, has effect on your uh, spouse because you snore and stop breathing and that's worrisome and uh, then you get punched all night like I do to, to move, roll over. So <laughs> our next question is from Maureen. Can you please describe what should be included in a home first aid kit, especially those who live a further distance from town? That, that's, this is a great question. Actually, I've actually done some research on this uh, prior to this podcast. In your uh, first aid kit, the, definitely the thing that you want to have in there if you're farther away from town is something to stop bleeding. 
So you want uh, uh, bandages or pressure dressings to stop bleeding. Also, uh, you would want uh, something that uh, can provide some degree of splinting if you had a, 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 a sprained ankle or a fractured wrist. And those splints can be purchased at a um, health uh, pharmacy uh, back by it can be purchased at a pharmacy. Then you want to get into things like you would want tweezers to remove splinters or glass or uh, in sink stingers from a wasp or a bee, uh, as well as perhaps band-aids to control minor wounds and minor bleeding. And also uh, a first aid book uh, that's in that because it gives you some basic first aid points. Uh, now, I like there's a book called Ditch Medicine. I should have brought the author's name. But I, I think it's really, really good, and uh, I, I like to keep that on hand uh, for uh, events around the home if that should happen. And also, I keep that in my house call bag. Um, and then uh, the number to poison control, have that written on something in this first aid kit. Uh, and then athletic tape present uh, to secure a bandage or a dressing, uh, followed by uh, some sort of topical antibiotic. Now... I'm pretty picky about this. I do not like neomycin, so I don't use neosporin. I go with bacitracin. 17% um, of the population, I, I think it's right under 20%, can develop an allergy to neosporin, and it actually make a wound worse. So I think uh, having uh, bacitracin is a better choice than uh, neosporin. Or, or in other words, don't get triple antibiotic, get double antibiotic that's without the neosporin. Our next question is from Tamil. Uh, can you explain the difference between a UTI a bladder infection, kidney infection, now to prevent these. A urinary tract infection is any infection from the tip of the urethra all the way up to the kidney. A bladder infection is the, the cystitis, the bladder is actually infected. And a kidney infection is also called, is actually called pyelonephritis. So the infection goes all the way up to the kidney infects. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, and the key to that one, I tell patients, we occasionally take care of them in the hospital because they have this picket fence fever. And so day one, you give them their antibiotics, fever is 103, they come down, you're like, oh, great, then, then they'll go back up. And so just to prep the patient then with pyelonephritis, you have your side hurts and you have what's called a picket fence fever pattern. Prevention just depends on your age uh, and sex. Uh, men get urinary tract infections because they have prostate enlargement. So if they're getting an infection, there's a prostate problem that needs to be figured out. Young women get it from having sexual activity. It's honeymoon cystitis, where a young couple go on a honeymoon and the, the wife returns, the newlywed returns with a, a bladder infection. And then it happens in older women because of estrogen deficiency. Uh, and that allows bacteria, the vaginal flora to alter to the degree that it can cause infections. Uh, so you want to prevent uh, urinary tract infections by staying well hydrated. Uh, urinary retention or, or, or urine that stays in the bladder for an extended period of time just makes you at risk for uh, a bladder infection. Uh, also, uh, hygiene uh, to avoid contaminating uh, fecal flora uh, to the vagina when doing uh, hygiene after going to the bathroom, wipe from the front to the back rather than the back to the front, particularly in women, of course. And then the common recommendation, I remember reading about this, this is kind of interesting. So the common recommendation was always cranberry juice. And I used to think, well, the cranberry juice just makes someone stay hydrated and that's why it works. And that's not it. Actually, the cranberry juice, uh, cranberry products compete with bacteria for binding to the uroepithelium, the inside lining of the bladder. 
uh, and that makes it harder for the bacteria to get hold. And also uh, man mannose, uh, which is mannitose, which is a type of sugar, and, uh, synthetic sugar, I believe, that's in a lot of products. Uh, but you can take a supplement of that. And what it's doing is competing with the bacteria. So I was previously, I thought it was just cranberry juice made you go to the bathroom and kept you well hydrated. And that's not the case. As always, thank you for listening to the mailbag. Uh, always great questions and always get me thinking about other topics. And it's nice to think about something other than COVID. If you'd like to submit a question to the mailbag, go to unipoint.org backslash mailbag. I'll answer questions about COVID-19, uh, the latest technologies, and any other medical topic. Also, don't hesitate to put there if you want a clarification from previous podcasts. Um, sometimes I need to explain stuff a little bit further, and I, I freely admit that, and I constructively uh, receive that feedback. So don't hesitate to do that. Please note, however, the mailbag is not an alternative to medical care. And if you have any questions about personal symptoms or personal conditions, you should discuss those with your primary care physician or primary care clinician. It's a nurse practitioner or PA. Uh, and in the case of a medical emergency, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Once again, you can submit your questions to the mailbag at unipoint.org backslash mailbag. That's unipoint.org, common spelling of mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I look forward to hearing from you, our amazing listeners. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.